Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. Now I am back this week by myself to talk about overwhelming presence or overwhelming presence, depending on how you want to put it. This is something that I have been talking to a lot of parents about particularly over the last few weeks. And so I thought it would make a really good uh, topic for a podcast episode because I think as particularly at the moment, as we're coming out of lockdown, lots of us, adults and children, are experiencing a whole range of different emotions. Everything from just absolute excitement that the world is opening up again to real fear that the world is opening up again and everything in between. And when we start doing that on top of maybe what was already a busy life or on top of what was already feeling like a stressful life, possibly more so during the pandemic, it seems to be creating a huge sense of overwhelm in many people. And I'm going to be really honest here and say I've been feeling that at times. You know, over the last six months, I have had times when I have felt just absolutely exhausted for no particular reason, but really, really tired. I've had times when I felt incredibly anxious, when I've worried that I've gone to the supermarket twice in a week and I shouldn't have done, or whether it's actually safe to go out for a meal in a restaurant now that they've opened up or whether I should be popping into the coffee shop for a takeaway. And I think those mixed emotions have left me sometimes feeling overwhelmed, anxious, ridiculously excited that the world is opening up and I can go and see a friend and hug them. All those strange emotions and I can see that in the way my body is reacting, in the way I'm feeling and in the, the conversations I'm having with kind of, yeah, friends, parents I'm working with, other professionals I'm talking to across the board. So I just wanted to pick that up in this week's episode and talk a little bit about some of the things I've been doing and some of the things other parents I'm working with um, and, and colleagues have been talking about to help them manage the overwhelm, but also think about when we are not when we're feeling very overwhelmed, it's much harder to be present with our children. And one of the themes that's really come out for me recently is, is parents feeling kind of overwhelmed because their child is really struggling. They're really struggling. And that kind of combination of the two isn't very easy. It allows a kind of big melting pot of things to happen. And sometimes as parents, we then feel really guilty that we're not doing our best by our children, that we're not able to do everything we think our child needs. And I think this is a, a hugely important part because as parents, we are there for our children. We are doing what our children need, but sometimes we're not able to do as much of it as we would want to do. I know there have been times when I have not been as present for my son as I would want to be, when I have kind of, I suppose, tried to avoid connection because I've just kind of been like, just a, I can't, I can't get my head around it right now. There's so much else going on. Um, just been feeling really overwhelmed and struggling to connect with myself and therefore struggling to connect with my son. And what I see is that when I am more disconnected from him, it can be harder for him 
and harder for me to then reconnect or to help him or to see what he needs and to be really genuinely present in the moment. So I've been present, been in the same building, been in the same room, but not necessarily present from a connective parenting MVR standpoint. I've not always been as emotionally present as I would want to be as a parent because I've not necessarily been in a place that's allowed me to have the capacity to be emotionally present with my son. Sometimes even to be emotionally present with myself and recognise and understand my own emotions. And when I'm struggling with that, when I'm struggling with my own emotions, I find it harder to support him when he needs that support. I think there's also something about physical presence in this and that particularly when we have been kind of very close for the last year, you know, we've spent most of the last year or what feels like most of the last year kind of together in our house, not being able to do anything, not being able to see other people that now we can get out there. If I'm honest, I feel a bit guilty at times at saying, right, I'm popping out to see a friend and leaving him and not being with him. But at the same time, I know actually that's enabling me to be a better parent. And this is where I think actually we need to, we need to, we need to get rid of the word need, don't we? This is where I want to make sure that I'm in, I'm managing my own mental and physical health as much as possible. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed, that I'm putting those steps in place that help me to reduce that feeling of overwhelm and ideally help me not get there in the first place. And I corrected myself around the word need there because this is something that I want to do. And yes, I need to do it for my own mental health. But I think sometimes when we say should or need, it can have a a negative connotation and be, it can feel judgmental. I need to be doing that. Why aren't I? And certainly my intention with this podcast episode is not to be judgmental at all. Hopefully I am sharing a little bit about my own struggles to to help, to be open, to be vulnerable. And I thought I would share some of the ideas and things that I've been doing to help me feel back kind of to who my old self, to feel back in control, to reduce the overwhelm. So without further ado, I shall share some of the things that I've been doing to help and some of the things other parents I know have been doing to help them um, reduce the overwhelm because we're all different and different things will work with all of us. So for me, one of the most important things, and I know that lots of people I've been working with, it's about getting it out of our brains onto paper or onto our diaries or onto our, I don't know, um, electronic notebooks, whatever it is. Because when we're trying to hold 8 million things in our heads, sometimes that gets too much. I always think back to when I was younger and not that much younger, but younger, and I had the ability to retain kind of loads and loads of facts in my mind, some of which were rather obscure, but I had that ability And one of the things I've had to accept is as I've got slightly older, I can't always remember quite so much. And so I'm having to write things down. Now, I've always been a list person. I've always had things on a list. And I'll be honest now, if it's not on the list, the chances are it's not getting done because it will get forgotten. But by writing stuff down, by having it on a list, I don't have to keep thinking about it. So if I'm spending time with my son, I'm not thinking, oh, my God, I mustn't forget that. And I mustn't forget that. And oh, did I do that? And I need to remember that. Because I know it's all written down. And if something new pops into my head, sometimes I will just jot it down. Um, 
And we have a bit of a joke in this house. My son's like, you need to write that down, mum, add it to your list because um, he knows me well. But I think it is about that works for me. It helps me because then it frees my mind to be able to in the moment focus on whatever it is I'm choosing to focus on. So whether that is, I don't know, recording this podcast, sitting down and spending time with my son, you know, and, and watching a movie with him like we did on Sunday. And I didn't have to be going, oh, I must flick through my phone and done such and such. And have I done this? And I need to remember that. And I mustn't do that. I was able to really sit in the moment and just enjoy the movie with him. Well, enjoy might not be the right word. He chose it. But, you know, sit and <laughs> engage with him and, and do those things. And that has helped me feel less overwhelmed. I also prioritise everything I've got and what I'm doing. A bit like the baskets, I prioritise each day. I decide what are the key things I need to get done today and I try and do those first. And then if I get them done, I've got a bit of spare time, I decide what I'm going to do with that time. And and that's always worked fairly well for me. Some of the things I realise I don't need to do. So maybe I can, you know, I don't know, ask my son to do them, get a friend to do them. In my case, I can ask one of my team to help with stuff. Think about who your supporters are with this. How, if you're feeling really overwhelmed, have you got someone who can come and help you with something? You know, if you're looking at your living room and thinking, oh God, I just, I don't even know where to start with tidying this up. Sometimes having someone else come around and blitz it for 10 minutes gets you to the point where you're like, oh, okay, right. I can see the wood for the trees. I can move forward now. And most of us have got a friend who, or a neighbour even who, if we said, I just need help for 10 minutes, I don't know where to start, would come in and help. And I know sometimes there can be a little bit of embarrassment. Oh, I can't let you in. My house is too much of a mess. It's way too embarrassing. Um, but we all have had times when our houses have been a mess. So doing that helps to reduce that overwhelm and see the wood for the trees so that you can then kind of go, right, OK, actually, right now I'm focusing on this and I can be there. That helps our mental health as well because it's relaxing us. It helps our physical health because we're reducing some of the stress that we might be holding within our bodies. And it helps us connect better with our children. And when we are connecting better with our children, they can start to be in a better place. And yes, it's not a magic wand. But the more we can connect with them, the more we can raise our presence with them, the more we can recognise where they are emotionally and support them with that the more we can physically be present with them, the more we can respond and not react. All of these things help our relationship with them and help them. Help them to know that they are loved and cared for. Help them to start moving forward. And those are the powerful things. But when we're feeling in a state of overwhelm, it's really hard to do it. And often all we see is barriers. Everywhere we look, I can't do that because of that. I can't do that because of that. And it is about sitting down and going, okay, what's the first barrier I need to remove as part of my overwhelm, right? I need to, I don't know, you know, do a brain dump and get everything out of it. Do what works for you to reduce the overwhelm. It might also be, you know, having some therapy, seeing a counsellor, doing some EFT, doing some havening, doing, I don't know, whatever works for you, journaling, for example, to help you work through all the different things that are going on in your head. Um, for those of you who know me or followed, you'll know I'm a big um, uh, follower and lover of EFT or tapping, as it's often known, um, in terms of uh, releasing things and working through things. And I regularly work with a practitioner to, to work through that for me. 
I'm also a big lover of journaling to write down what's going on in my head and I find that really helps. If I'm feeling worried about something or overwhelmed or just can't work through something, then I use that. And all of these things help me to stay out of a place of overwhelm most of the time. But as I said right at the start of this, actually, you know, I have been feeling or struggling, should I say, a little bit with my emotions, particularly over the last six months. And I think that's normal. And I think as we come out of this, we need to think about what do we need as individuals? Do we want to go back to a really busy life with lots of socialising and running around and playing taxi or not? And if you do, fantastic. If you don't, then now's the time to make sure that doesn't happen and you put back into life the things you want as we open up so that you don't get back into that sense of total overwhelm of being like ridiculously busy the whole time. Not That's not a good thing, but it needs to be a choice rather than a it just happening type of thing. And the more we can be present in the moment, the more we are able to understand what it is we want in that moment. What is it that we want in our lives? And as we do that, we're showing to our children that that is possible. It is possible for them to be connected to themselves. It is possible for them to be present. It is possible for them to have that connection with us. And it's possible for them to do this as they move up into their life as well. And as they grow and age and create their own lives when they become adults. So that I hope this made sense, really. That is this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting, really thinking about how we can reduce our sense of overwhelm. We can reduce the barriers that we might have. We can think about the life that we want and creating that space to create connection and presence. And when we create the space, we're moving forward with so much more ease. And I don't know about you but I definitely want more ease in my life. I hope this has made sense and been helpful, as I say. And if you would like more support, if you're a parent or carer, you are welcome to come and join us in the Connective Parenting Hub uh, for lots of support around this and free access to expert workshops and you know all the other things that we offer in there. If you're a professional, if you work with families on a professional basis, then you are welcome to come and join us in the Professionals NVR Hub. You don't need to be MVR trained to join us. And again, we offer support and connection and access to workshops and training and all of that kind of stuff in there as well. All the details are on my website and I will also put the link in the show notes for you. So that definitely is it for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. And I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Bye.